Once again, issues for Southwest Airlines. Today it was a firewall issue, another IT issue that led to a shutdown that they requested for a short period of time earlier today. Joe Schwederman is a transportation expert at DePaul University, and he is with us on WTMJ. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Good to be here. What do we know about what happened today? What led to today's issue? You know, it was another technical glitch, and uh, for Southwest, uh, they're just saying intermittent technical problem, but to have a problem that uh, you call the FAA to suspend all your flights is really a dramatic uh, move, especially in the wake of you know, the big problems they had in January. So what we had here, Midway Airport, Chicago is a big hub. We had a grounding for more than an hour uh, in many cases. And what that's done, it puts passengers in enormous stress because they don't know if this is going to be the start of a, a full day of cancellation. We have planes landing and others can't take off, so there's not enough room for the people. So it really was a tough morning for Southwest. You raise an interesting point because as of an hour ago when I checked, there were less than a two dozen, less than two dozen cancellations, but two-thirds of their flights have been delayed, and there's still some doubt as we head into the evening out into the night whether all the flights will get off the ground. You delay for a half hour, an hour in the morning. What does that do to the system for an airline as you head through the next 24 hours? You know, the one advantage they had was with a total grounding, you simply delay the, the entire flight operation, you know, by that amount. So people don't miss their connections. You aren't uh, having... Um, uh, you know, coordination problems at the airport. Uh, but the problem is uh, a lot of uh, pilots in particular uh, later this week uh, could hit their hours max, you know, because we lost an hour for the whole system. And you could have some ripple effects there. Um, you know, I think for Southwest, there's also a political dimension to this, that they're really trying to uh, make amends for January. And, you know, made it clear they're going to invest a billion dollars in technology but Congress is considering legislation to require compensation for delays that are uh, airline-caused, and this, uh, this is going to help their effort to fend that off. Joe, let's talk a little bit about like the global state of aviation. Ha- has the recovery happened for people? I know my husband's a business traveler. He's still really frustrated at like h- how hard it is to get to from here to there. Um, his colleague drove from Virginia to Philadelphia because he couldn't get there on the airline. Do we feel like that we have the carte blanche that we once used to have to travel? No. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. I mean, the latest numbers, uh, Delta... Uh uh, made evident that they're about at 90% of pre-pandemic, but their capacity is only about 84%. And you know, we were airlines are pretty full before the pandemic, so you now have um, fewer flights per uh, per passenger that wants to fly. So we have just really sardine can type conditions on a lot of the airplanes. Uh, the good news is the airlines learned last fall we can't stretch that schedule to the point where when things go wrong we have meltdowns. And so they're being conservative, adding back flights. But boy, uh, that's driving up fares. And your friend uh, just took the wheels. It looks like to, to avoid the airports. Exactly. Well, yeah, Joe. I mean, I, I I just took a I just booked a flight on a route that I routinely take. And I used to think if I could get it for under three hundred bucks, it's a city on the east coast that I would do it. Now, if I can get it for under five hundred bucks, I think that's a good deal. And then every single flight is packed. Is this what we're looking at for the foreseeable future? 
Well, I think, you know, the airlines are actually a little nervous about uh, starting next fall because we're seeing headwinds that the economy could be slowing down. And uh, a lot of that, they're still having what we call pent-up demand. People were stuck during the pandemic, and they're just thrilled to be traveling again. So Europe is, is on fire, for example, and on demand. And we think that's going to play out and normalcy will set in. Airlines, of course, will be able to tool up and add more flights. Uh, but I can tell you that post-pandemic, flying is uh, even a bigger part of our lifestyle than it was pre-pandemic. And so that's going to mean some up- upward pressure on fares for, for a little while, certainly. Does it open the door for another airline, another option? Here in Milwaukee, we've been talking about the resurgence of Midwest Air, and there's a group that's tried to launch it right before the pandemic. Please bring it back. Does it open the door? Well, it certainly does. Milwaukee is a great story where you had you know, Midwest Express or Midwest Airlines yep. and uh, Southwest came in and, uh, you know, became the dominant carrier and the Midwest is gone. But we did have two or three new airlines start in the last couple of years, Breeze Airlines and Avalo, and they're kind of cherry picking the pleasure markets, highly uh, efficient, but they're not ultra discounters. They're not like Spirit uh, where they, you know, charge for everything. They're trying to offer a little higher quality product at a bargain price which is what Midwest did. So I think you'll see a little more of that as well. Their competition is alive and well, but but right now, boy, fuel prices are a little high and demand is so strong that it's painful to buy a ticket. Uh, does the government step in at some point and say, hey, Southwest, you've had these issues, you need to compensate people, or we need to regulate you more tightly? At some point, does the government intercede? You know, most uh, countries in the European Union and so forth have Rules like that in the U.S. is it's quite murky. That if it's uh, an act of God, that uh, you're not even entitled to you're entitled to a hotel room. And we know that most uh, cancellations are due to several factors. You may have a pilot shortage compounded with bad weather. So if bad weather is part of the mix. You know you're you're stuck. But I think we want to be careful not to. Um, uh, overreach, and I think you some countries have massive compensation to flyers whose flights are more than two hours late, like full refunds plus two hundred fifty dollars. And you start doing that, and you push up airline prices. So I'm hoping a common sense solution comes. But some of the proposals now are are really consumer friendly, and that could uh, that could drive up costs and have you know, unintended effects. I had an experience recently in Gainesville trying to get back to New York City, and uh, there were mechanical problems. And there, and the woman was saying, do not call Delta. They will not help you. Do not call them. They will not help. Uh, what? Who are you supposed to call? Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah, it's tough. And I think, you know, Southwest uh, got the message real clear that you have to play nice after these uh, disasters. You know, with canceled flights, they were given... 50,000 uh, yeah. rapid rewards points or refunds, trying to show that from this point forward, when we screw up, we're going to have to ante up where Congress is going to come in and decide what what a fair uh, compensation is. And that, you know, and so that debate's happening right now. And I, I think um, the sad part for the Southwest is I think they really were rebuilding their image. And today was only an hour delay. It wasn't, uh, didn't escalate into something dramatic, but it just uh, sends a panic in people's uh, uh, day when they hear about this. Doesn't and, instill uh, they, confidence either. Yeah, yeah, they feel helpless because they am going to get stuck at the airport, and uh, and so summer's coming. Let's just hope uh, hope we don't have a repeat uh, of last summer where we had those big pilot shortages. DePaul University's Joe Schwederman. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you.